Kids Window Nation semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Gilberts podcast presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. It's a victory pod as uh, it's just what we do, man. As it always and is. Look, I know there are going to be some people who complain and stuff like that, but I am uh, I'm really happy we weren't able to record or be live. Hey, everybody. You know, I've been live in a little while. That's fun. Uh, we miss you. If you're here, you rule. Thank you. <laughs> um, but um, you know what? Uh, uh, like, uh, because you were down the game and you had to come back on the, the, with fans of Philly, that was the best, yeah. you know, the buses shout out to fans of Philly come to Dallas with us. Um, yes. but because of that, um, you know, we had to wait till now to record and we got to see the Niners lose again. And we got to see the chiefs lose 24 to nine to the freaking mm. Broncos. And it's just a reminder, like, I know it's not been super pretty at all times this year. Like it seemed like it was all of last year and it, and it wasn't, I'm sure there were moments that we forget like the Arizona game, the indie game and all that, but man, this team just wins Elliot. Yeah. This team just freaking wins for the second year in a row. They are they're through eight weeks of the season. They have the best record in the NFL. They stand alone. They're the only one lost team. Like, you know, I know we'll nitpick here and there, but, they won, man. They went on the road again and won. And and I just think this team deserves a ton of credit for the consistency that they show up with each week, even when they have a bad half, even when they don't look ready, even when Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell seem to be like, 
Sean Desai's kryptonite. kryptonite. Yeah, but yeah. So there you go. Like uh, uh, the weirdest stuff. Like, and we'll get into it all. But, but uh, off the top, I just want to like say, especially after watching these other teams lose and and the Chiefs lose, like ugly. Like, you know, credit to the freaking Eagles, man. They're seven and one, and they continue to win, and they and they again have the best record in the NFL through eight weeks. You know, so that, that's my 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 lead. If it were a, a, a you know newspaper article, if newspapers yeah. still existed, throwback. Yeah. Yes. Um. So. The Eagles, so the 49ers have lost three games in a row. Jalen Hurts has lost three games in his last 26 regular season starts. Boom. I mean, it just is what it is. Like, so I, I do agree. It was nice to have like two hours to sit on the bus, talk to Eagles fans, and like uh, just kind of, you know, think about the, the game more. Um, I understand, and I think we're probably being a little naive. Like, in the moment, it did not feel like an impressive performance. Like, the first half was not great. The defense was not great. The offense was frustrating with the turnovers and we'll get into all that stuff. But I think that you could also look at that game and without like, you know, trying to like, and you can honestly say they could have really had 52 points and really only gave up 24 points. So a lot of people were in my mentions. A lot of people were tweeting like, Elliot, you said this game wasn't even worth playing. Like the Eagles were so out of the low. I, I agree with that. Like, I, I think I was, I think I'm right about that still. I'm not here to say I was wrong. Like the Eagles are way better. They're way better than Washington. And if it wasn't for two turnovers in the red zone within the five yard line, a turnover on the tush push, which never happens, then they, they absolutely smack this team around. I think 38 to 31 in some ways is depictive of what the game was like, but in other ways was not like they gave up. The defense was really bad in the first half. The defense in the third quarter, had two turnovers on downs and obviously the big interception by Reed Blankenship. The offense moved the ball up and down the field pretty much throughout the game. The running game was not great, but A.J. Brown was amazing. I'm sure we will get into A.J. Brown and what he's been doing. But they really could have had 52 points if not for a fruit, uh, like a fluke play on the tush push and a Kenny Gainwell play with like, I don't think he should ever see the field again. Like I, I don't get the Kenny Gainwell thing. So ultimately they went down to Washington. It was probably closer than it should have been, but I think there were a lot of encouraging signs from, from this game. I, I don't leave this game thinking like, man, the defense can't, the defense can't stop anybody. Cause we saw the defense hold the dolphins to seven points last week. Like Eric Bieniemy just out coach on Saturday is what it is. But last week when they played Miami, the the defense looked fine. The offense once again, looked great. So I leave this game. And maybe my optimism will be frustrating to people, which is maybe a new lane for me. But I, I, I leave the game like they're seven and one. They're the best team in the NFL. They're clearly the best team in the NFL. And I think it's another week where if you're listening to this pod on a Monday morning, you should feel really good about your team. Yeah, look, Jalen was amazing too. One at throwing 318 and four tutties. AJ Brown is, you know, maybe the best receiver in the NFL. Him and Tyreek Hill are, are is the discussion right now, at least certainly over the last six weeks. Yeah. But but to the point I was making at the top, just like elaborate on it more and to, and to, you know, build on your point. Cause you're right. It's a, we, we are coming, you know, uh, philosophically we're in the exact same place. We are saying, man, you know, go birds. They look awesome. Like they're, they, they continue to win. And that's hard. I think the thing is, it's like a cliche for a reason. One of my things, but like, it's hard to win every week in the NFL. Yep. And that's what I'm saying. When you Ask see the, the Chiefs lose 24 to, to, to nine to the Broncos, the Broncos freaking stink. Like <laughs> when the Eagles lose to the jets, it's four turnovers and they lose by two right. or whatever, or I guess it was six because that late touchdown, whatever. But you know, like, uh, you know, 
this team shows up so much more often than they don't, and they win so consistently, and that's hard to do. Like you said, the Niners lost have lost three in a row against teams that, you know, at least a couple of them you would say are certainly, quote-unquote, inferior to them. And the Eagles, look, it's hard. Uh, like, you know, my, my athletes are humans thing, but it's true. And you're a football player, and you beat the freaking Dolphins, who everyone's talking about as the best offense in the NFL, and you shut them down, this defense, on national television and you know everyone's like all right look at the birds after coming off a bad loss and you know you've got dallas coming up next week it is a classic trap game in that spot and you're on tape you're looking at the last few weeks of washington which has been trash like we were mm -hmm. talking about yes. how bad they've been and, trust me and i know it's easy to maybe not take them as seriously as you should even if they almost beat you before and then on top of that like look sometimes there are certain matchups both coaching and player wise in the NFL that just like matter. And I think this B enemy decide thing matters. Yes. And I think that, and I think that this Washington team isn't scared to play the Eagles after the last two games against them. And certainly Sam Howell with, you know, that first game. And the, the, the crazier thing is that it seemed like it was mostly the same type of game plan and they still were able to execute it. But I, I think also, look, you know, I'm a big you know, football's confidence. You line up against the guy in front of you and 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 the guy who wants it more and thinks he's going to beat you more can, can often win. And I think this Washington team came into this game thinking we should have beat them last time. We can beat them. And I think that matters too. So uh, like ultimately, yeah, are there, was the defense not great today? For sure. Can you be, you know, annoyed at certain players and certain moments for sure. But like, the Eagles won again. They're mm -hmm. seven and one. Like credit where due, man. Like it's hard to do that. So before we get into like specifics of the game and you know different parts of this game, like the the, the last kind of big picture thing, um, I was thinking when I was driving home uh, or riding home, I guess I should say on, on the bus is, I think it's more clear this year that the Eagles are the best team in the NFL than it was last year. Like I know last year they were eight and zero. But I thought last year there was like more teams you could point to and go, all right, this team's legit. And there are teams this year for sure. Like the Bengals look good today, but the Chiefs don't. The 49ers don't. The Cowboys already have two losses. Like, and look, big game coming up this week. But I think if you put the resumes of all the teams in the NFL up against each other after this Sunday, the Eagles are clearly the top team. Like they just clearly are. They have the best combination of offensive line, defensive line, quarterback, head coach, and receiver. And for what it's worth, even though the secondary was not good today, for sure, definitely not good. I don't think many teams that also are in that competition of like the top five or six teams have as much talent in the secondary as the Eagles do. The Eagles had two safeties today that have ne never taken a snap together. Well, they two said safeties. on TV, Elliot, you probably didn't hear, but it was the eighth in eight games, the eighth different uh, yeah. uh, grouping they've had in the Eagles secondary. Like, yeah. So I mean, what are you supposed to do? You know? And look, Bradbury, maybe he's not having the season he was last year. It feels like he's getting beat more and more, just one on one down the field, got beat for a touchdown today. Looked like he jumped, was going to jump her out, and then McLaurin got behind him. I don't see this, the struggles with Slay that everyone else does, but it seems like everyone believes it. So maybe I'll just step back from that one. But I, I don't have a big long term concern about the secondary. So just looking around the league, I think it's very obvious they're the best team. And last year, me and you debated this a lot. Remember, like I, I kept saying I thought it was Kansas City. You were like, no, I think it's the Eagles. And my whole thing was, well, the Eagles haven't won in the playoffs. Like, let's see them do it. 
the Eagles have won in the playoffs. They beat the Niners in the playoffs. They haven't lost three games in a row like the Niners have. They haven't lost as many games as the Chiefs have. They didn't lose. Like, I know they lost to the Jets, but again, not as many losses as the Chiefs. Like, the Cowboys haven't won in the playoffs in ages. I don't think there's a team out there that, yes, we can nitpick each performance and go, okay, in the Jets, this could have been better. In Washington, this could have been better. Against Minnesota, this could have been better. But overall, there's not a team in the NFL that is so that is on the Eagles level. Like it's the Eagles and then it's everyone else. And I don't think at any point last year you could have said that. Yeah, obviously I did last year. You know that I right. we were on opposite sides of that. But look, I'm I'm with you right now too. Certainly with the results that we've seen. And again, they have impressive wins. They have the most wins they've had the most consistent they have five road wins by the, i mean yeah. excuse me five five they've already won or, or excuse me played five road games not five road wins i believe it's uh four road wins right or no is that five, right yeah no well yeah because they, they were home against the minnesota jets. yeah they lost to the jets so still they have four road wins four and one on the road right so like i mean that's super impressive well, that's wild yeah so they were yeah. home against minnesota um so they were yeah they were on the road in washington yeah. Wow. So, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they, you know, they, that's an impressive thing, you know? So uh, they just, they're, they're so consistent with it, with the, the, the winning and the winning, like it's a winning culture now and it's, it's impressive. And I, I think they deserve credit again on a day where there's such a stark example where these other teams they're competing with, couldn't get it done. And look, ultimately yep. you have to win in the playoffs. You have to win the Super Bowl for it all to, to, to matter. But you know, uh, if we just and and we're about to jump into specifics, but if we just take ourselves back to the beginning of the season and going over the schedule, even when the schedule came out, and we all said, you know, hey, they're going to be seven and one heading into that tough yeah. stretch, we'd all be like, hell yeah, man, hell yeah, good job. I mean, so you know, credit, sure. you know, that's credit, credit, we're credit. Like you were right about that. And two, we'd be like, sweet, okay, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. But the other part of this too is, so I was looking back and the last time Sirianni and Jalen lost three games in a row was the beginning of their, their rookie year together. Sirianni's rookie year and his first year as a full-time starter. Think about from that game in Las Vegas to where we are now. <laughs> and, we, and we can't do this with every pod. And I know we start every pod, like look how much they're winning, but it really is such a special time in the franchise history. And the Niners losing three straight kind of puts it in perspective. Like think about how long ago we, we all know it's, you know, two full seasons or whatever. Just think about like your own life. Like whoever's listening to this, think about how long it feels in your life since that Raiders game in Las Vegas before that, that Lions game. Like think about how long ago it feels like we were talking about Sirianni with the roots and the flower growing. They've lost three regular season games since then <laughs> with, with Hertz. Obviously yeah. I'm saying no, it's like a great point. it's bananas. So yeah. even today when they were falling behind and, and all those things, and there were points today for sure where I was like, look, they've turned it over twice. Like, you know, they're doing things that you see in losses. But once they got control, I was like, that's it. It never, and, it never felt like they were going to lose. Like, it was like, oh, yeah. they're putting themselves in a spot where something could go wrong and it'd be dumb. But like, I never expected them to lose, you know? Yeah. I should have checked and I'm mad at myself I didn't, but I'd be curious to know how big of underdogs they got, if at all, on the Parks app. Yeah. I didn't see it. Um, all right, let's dive into some specifics. Uh, obviously, not a ton to say about it, but Jalen was great today. You know, well, so was... I actually do have a ton to say about Jalen. Oh, good. All right, because okay. because uh, at least from a throwing perspective, and obviously AJ was great, and that helps too. But spread it around. It was Devontae's best game in forever. Goddard was involved, um, and again, just the accuracy. Um, obviously, not every throw is perfect, but um, protecting the ball from an interception perspective. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he was great today. 
So I thought Jalen was a franchise quarterback today. Like those are the games you want. Like that's why you pay Jalen two hundred fifty-five million dollars. That's why you go out. MVP today. He He wasn't. I mean, yeah. So the two turnovers they had. The and I'm curious if you've seen other angles of the. I haven't. The the, the touch push on TV. They they like kind of like showed the one right away from behind. You couldn't see what happened. You just could tell the ball was definitely out. Uh, But they never really showed kind of how it came out. So the angle I saw, it looks like Kelsey basically, and there's really, unfortunately, with the nature of the snap, no way to talk about this without being like somewhat like childish and graphic. Yeah. Like, I mean, he literally snaps it like right up into his butt. Like I like he, so I don't think Jalen ever touches the ball. And then the Kenny Gainwell fumble, obviously not on Jalen. So if you think about that, Jalen got this team into the red zone within the five twice and they got no points. They still scored 38 points and Jalen had so he had over I don't know what he finished with that like, like 313 or something like that passing 318. 318 so last year for the whole year including the playoffs he had over 300 yards five times this year he already has it three times like nice. he he is passing the ball and, it, and look after the passing game was bad to start the year I think we can say it now like he is passing the ball way better than he was last year in training camp this is what I saw from Jalen and AJ we do those daily pods and I come on and be like Jalen is making throws he wasn't making last year, and him and AJ are unbelievable together. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Like, I think he is a better passer than last year. I think the passing offense is better than it was last year. And on a day like today, where the defense was terrible for most of the game, like there was long stretches of that game where you had no confidence a defense would get a stop when they weren't getting stops, when Washington was going up and down the field. And one thing I've said about Jalen consistently is, I need to see this guy win shootouts. Like when in the second half, if you have to score in every possession, then go score in every possession. If you have to be, you know, win the game like 38-31, exactly like he did today, then go out and win the game 38-31. And he should have had over 50 points. Like he was a quarterback good enough today where his offense should have had 52 points. And so I really leave this game just like, this is, these are the moments like in 10 years, however long it is when the Eagles don't have a franchise quarterback or think back from like post Donovan to really, like Carson, I guess. Think of all those games where the Eagles had so much uncertainty at quarterback. This is the benefit of having a franchise guy. It's having a quarterback that when everything's not going right and you're playing a gross divisional game and you're on the road and like, blah, 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 like you still win because he's just that good. And so I really came away like super impressed with Jalen today. So many special throws, so many big moments. Um, I thought he was awesome. Yeah. And again, coming off what we all agreed was the biggest regular season win of yeah. the Sirianni Jalen Hurts era to come off that. And obviously last week the defense played great and they got a lot of credit like they deserved and all that. And look, they came back this week and struggled again against Washington. Yes. Like, but for Jalen to come off that win and also the knee thing and dealing with that all week and just come out and just be like, boom, 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 Boom. Especially after that first drive, they struggle three and out and you're down seven, nothing. And it's just like, no problem. You're down again in the first half, 17, 10 or whatever. And they, he just, he's so consistently good. And it is, um, you know, both, both, you know, play and mentality wise. It's just, it's awesome. Uh, AJ, let's get to him. Cause obviously you you can't say one without the other today. AJ, you know, sets the NFL record. I know that was talked a lot about with six straight games with 125 plus, um, you know, touchdowns. Uh, he has two today. Um, he is that, that first touchdown catch 
one of the best catches I've ever seen an Eagles so, receiver make. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think the Alshon won the Super Bowl when you take everything into account, still probably above it in terms of like the moment and everything, but like not many better, man. That catch was unfreaking real. And he is, he's just better than everyone else. Yeah. So I think there's an argument. Look, Tyree Kill is the best receiver in the league, but I think Tyree Kill is such like a freak anomaly that like, you could almost say like he doesn't count when ranking people. Like I think AJ is playing like the best receiver in the NFL. It's right him and, and it's him and AJ. I think it's the him point and AJ. Is it's, it's him and AJ, and then there's a, a gap. A hundred percent, especially yeah. with Justin Jefferson now. Like especially yeah. with Justin Jefferson. Like and now. the guys so, like Jamar Chase is playing well, but he's not playing like AJ. You know, guys like that. You know. So on the way up, um, on the fans of Philly bus, they showed the DVD of the Super Bowl season, and it was cool. Like. First of all, it all looked so old to me, which is wild. Like even just like the uniforms and the like, and I know it's not old. It's only like five or six years old, but I, I'm sure in 10 years when I watch it, like it'll look ancient. So that was kind of weird, but it was a good memory of just like how special that season one and everything, everything was. But I saw the, the Alshon catch in the Super Bowl, and I tweeted earlier today. It's the best catch I've ever seen. And then of course, AJ goes out and makes <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not better than the Alshon one, but I think physically, like it probably is a better catch again. When you yeah, take it's, into more, the it's more, yeah, it's more like a uh, acrobatic and like hand eye impressive yeah. and all that. Alshon, you also have to take into account the fact they had torn rotator cuff. Which it's in the Super Bowl and, and like, yeah, but, but, but yeah, I think just uh, like uh, in terms of like highlight reel, AJ's was more cool looking. For sure. And, and it also put into perspective, like Alshon came to Philly and w- helped them win the Super Bowl. So clearly like good sign and good, whatever. The impact AJ is having on this team is so much greater than any receiver I've seen since T.O. Like, it's not even close. Like, we forget, we forget in 2017, Alshon, like, struggled a little bit. Remember, there was the whole, like, him and Carson aren't on the same page. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. So, AJ has not only been the best trade this franchise ever made, I think he is the best receiver the fr- in franchise history. And I'm ignoring history here, of course, like Mike Quick, Harold Carmichael, T.O. for one year. But man, just of when you- this, Of this generation. And look, I think you can say that if AJ keeps doing this here, if they resign him, if he stays, which you don't know why he wouldn't with his relationship with Jalen, they're both super young, all oh, that. Oh, he won't go anywhere. Like, yeah. yeah, he has a chance to, to go down as like, like easily with a bullet, the best receive, Eagles receiver well, of all time. And- the first touchdown catch, the first touchdown catch will get a lot of attention, rightfully so. The, the second, second one was, was unbelievable too. too. <laughs> as he made along the way and just yeah. the way he gets, like that was something. And I want to talk about Brian Johnson and uh, offensive scheme in a little bit because, you know, there was the running stuff early and all kinds of stuff. But yeah. also something that frustrates me is I feel like, feel like Shane Sykin's offense, it felt like these guys who are amazing receivers were always open. Let, mm-hmm. always open and and there was always like wide open space and and i feel like it, i haven't seen that as much this year with brian johnson's offense where guys just feel like they're open all the time aj not only gets open more than other guys and Devontae's obviously amazing at it but this year has not been you know as open it seems at least to what we see but like with aj it's not only does he get open but he only needs a fraction of space. Like yep. they're like, he is always open because you could throw it to him. And as long as the ball touches his hands, he's going to get it. Like it's he's got really it's, strong it's such hands. A, it's such yeah. a wide range, uh, such a wide radius. The whole thing, like he is, he is unbelievable. He w- it feels like he was genetically engineered to play the position. Well, what's crazy is, and I don't watch every snap of every game of like every NFL game. 
But do the Eagles have the most, the two most unstoppable plays in the NFL right now? Just in terms of the tush push and like AJ or Jalen to AJ, like whenever they want it for like seven, eight yards, easy, like down the field. I think that's just, it's such a benefit of Jalen and AJ, where I think with, with running the ball, people like to run the ball because it feels more dependable. Like running the game, running game travels, you can do it in the cold and whatever, all those things. Like Jalen and AJ, it's almost like a handoff. Like it is amazing how often when they need a play, like when they have to have something, they have it, they have AJ to go to. They have Jalen to AJ. Like that's why you trade the first round pick. That's why you spend all that money. Cause on days like today, when it's gross and you're at FedEx and it's not going well, you just throw it to AJ a bunch of times and you win the game. And it's such an insane luxury. I also think AJ's personality gets discussed a lot because of, you know, the thing that happened on the sideline with the Vikings and all that. But I think he has an awesome personality too. Like he says all the right things, super cool with Jalen, him and Devontae are really close. I think he's a positive influence in that locker room overall. Are there times he wants the ball? Of course there's times he wants the ball, but that's because he's really good. There's times all the players want, want, want the football. But I just think on the field, he's obviously awesome, but off the field too. Like he brings his his daughter to practice. He wears the, the colorful cleats on the field so his daughter can see him. Like, I don't know, man. I, I just, I think sometimes we only discuss AJ's personality in a negative way, not us, but like the, you know, the sports scene in general. Mm -hmm. But what he's doing is incredibly special and he's a big part of that culture too. Uh, down at the uh, I do. I'm happy you brought it up. I totally agree. It seems like every single person on that team loves him. Whenever you hear guys yeah. talk about like their favorite teammates, he's always brought up um, clearly him and hurts to, we always joke, you know, not really joke. We're always serious, but when we're talking about how like, Hey, uh, you know, window nation, if, if, if Jalen does it, you should trust him because he's Jalen hurts <laughs> and it's serious, but like, same thing with like him and AJ being best friends. No, like yeah. wouldn't you trust Jalen Hurts' his judgment and who his best That's friend point. in the world is like, like I, I, I couldn't agree more. And he seems like a really likable human being with a um, very um, uh, um, fun personality. Who yes. always seems like positive and whatever for the most part, other than, you know, look, they're competitors. They get fired up. So, uh, so with you selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right um moving on to some other things on the offensive side i want to talk about brian johnson real quick because i think you know certainly when they were down early and 
you know, the only one pat or one swift run for a while. And just the usage of Gamewell, like what like enough already with I agree. Gamewell plays in big spots, like all this stuff, but also the play calls in a lot of big spots. And obviously as the it got, you know, the game went on and they started to just throw to AJ and throw to Devontae. The number was going around. He was like 15 for 15 for like 230 something. With Yeah. Like shout out to Jimmy Kemsky guys. tweeted that out. Yeah, yeah. It was a great. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think it was Jimmy. Yeah. I was trying yeah. to remember where I saw it. Um, you know, and, and they just started doing that. And it was like, yeah, nice. Like, I think Brian Johnson has done a nice job of adjusting as games have gone on. But again, like early on, it, it was kind of ugly. And like I said before, for the most part, I wonder why guys don't feel as open all the time. But, you know, look, there's an offense that put up 31 last week, 38 this week. So should have had so more. It's, it's like, yeah, should have more, though. But, um, you know, what did you think of? Because I do think a lot of people are talking about Johnson. And um, we'll get to Nick's performance, too, today. But and obviously the offense, it's it's Nick, too. Um, what did well, you think? <laughs> look, we can lump that in, too, because there were some four, some fourth down calls, the fourth and two where they got the yeah. penalty, the, um, you know, fourth down prior to that. That was a. Uh, um, uh, you know, there were a couple of spots like that. Well, uh, so you know, on the fourth downs, I was, I thought Nick did a good job. Sirianni of like going for it and being aggressive. I, I thought he did a good, a good job with that. And it's funny. I look, I don't think I'm the reason why obviously, but it feels like ever since we started talking on the pod about him needing to be more aggressive. Sentence. That was so great. You like that? Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so I my mean, experience, it's not at me, but like it, it could it be, be it could be the go birds community is very big. Um, so my experience at FedEx today, in terms of like hearing and understanding what people are talking about, it's probably the worst I've ever had. My seat in the FedEx was literally right in front of a beam. Uh, the internet wasn't really working. I didn't do the WIP postgame show because I was on a bus. So what's interesting is you bring up Brian Johnson. I didn't really have a Brian Johnson thought from today. Like I didn't leave this thinking like Brian Johnson didn't do a good job. I, I mean, the offense should have put up 52 points. I I I thought they were mostly fine. I think one problem that offense is running into a little is they haven't been able to run the ball great the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. And so, which is interesting, which is interesting. So I, you know, I would not put Kenny Gainwell into the game. And if you want to put that on Brian Johnson, yeah. like, I think that falls on Nick, Brian Johnson and the, and the running backs coach to an extent. Like my thing with Kenny like, Gainwell Boston is God is better. Put him in the yeah. game. He's fiftier. He makes plays more, you know, I just think Kenny Gainwell has no juice. Like when he has the ball, he has no it, juice. He's not elusive in the open field. He doesn't have breakaway speed. Like he's I, undersized. I, look, I will say, look, the fumble today, he doesn't he doesn't normally make mistakes. I think the best thing you could say about Kenny Gamewell prior to, you know, a massive mistake today was he doesn't really make yes. mistakes. Like he knows where he's supposed to be. Like we've talked about, he's he's a good pass blocker and all that type of stuff. And it's usually not his fault that they're handing him the ball in big situations or on third and 10 or whatever weird stuff they're doing. Like it's not his fault, but at the same time, like, you know, and usually he doesn't make mistakes, but at the same time, like we've talked about, like can't do better with that. If you are going to hand the ball to that running back position where you clearly, clearly are trying to rest swift a bit and not get him too mm -hmm. banged up, which I'm fine with. Look, we've talked about that. You know, I think it's smart to not, overuse swift and pick and choose your spots like against washington where you should be able to get away with getting swift some rest i'm fine with it just get someone better in game well like get penny a freaking chance either way give scott or the ball like trade for somebody you have to or trade or trade i would trade for somebody yeah whatever i was either way my point is it's like like I, I, you can't keep giving this guy the ball so much in this i agree situation. i agree he's 
and like it's not just the mistake he made today. Again, I don't think he's a playmaker. I just don't, I don't think he's special with the ball in his hand. So yeah, I mean Kenny Gainwell obviously not great, but that's kind of all I have on the offense. Like I thought the offense was great. Um, yeah, no, I'm, the turnovers I'm are bad for sure. Like, but again, like we could sit here and break down each turnover and they're bad overall. But I don't know what the solution is. You know, it's it's well, not and like also uh, to the point we just said. And look, I think it's fair to say that this Eagles team has turned the ball over way more than they, this Eagles offense, yeah. way more than they did last year, like per game and all that stuff. And that has to be, be you know, that has to stop. But also specifically with this game, you know, a, a fumble on the tush push. It's literally never happened before. Exactly. And like yes. we just talked about, Gamewell's not really a guy who's like giving the ball up. Like it just felt like it was two kind of out of character turnovers. So, yeah, and I know that they emphasize it. Like they do it every day of practice. There are two huge posters in the team meeting room that talk about ball security. So I don't think this is a coaching thing. I don't think it's the players being lazy thing. It's just happening. And, and it's, st- it has to stop for sure. On the flip side, the defense not forcing as many turnovers as last year too, which I think makes the offensive totally. one stand out a little more, but yeah, I mean, they have to be better with the ball. Like, I don't know what they can do about it. I think they just have to hope, but like for sure, they're turning it over too much. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the defense. Cause again, the decide the enemy things weird. We'll get to that, but you know, look, um, a lot of guys didn't show up. They made some stops when they needed it. Blank and chip, obviously the big interception there, um, you know, though kind of thrown right to him, but um, you know, look, I think the D line continues to look good for the most part, even though the, the game plan today kind of took him out of it. But um, where you're at with the defense, obviously not a not a good performance today. So did you see Darius Slay call me out on Twitter? <laughs> Have you seen this? <laughs> Have you seen this? No, I'm guessing based off the facial reaction, you have no. not. Oh, okay. Goodness. So what are you doing, buddy? I'm gonna look at all right. So I tweeted, and this will lead into my defensive take. This is where I'm going with it. Um, yeah, okay, okay. I tweeted, okay. let me get down to it, and I'll tell you what he tweeted. Um, okay. The Eagles defense was not good for most of the game, but bottom line is offense is all that matters. When the offense drops 38 points, I think fans should leave the game encouraged about how the team played. Offense wins Super Bowls. Defense is just a fun topic. With a bunch of exclamation points. So I don't disagree, um, Darius. I don't disagree. Defense matters. I say it to him all yeah. the time. Defense matters. Right. But like, ultimately we saw last week what this Eagles defense can do. I think, and last year they struggled against Washington. I wonder if just like the personnel doesn't match up, whatever. I feel and fine the about enemy the thing. And, you know, yeah, and the thing. Yeah, I feel fine Somehow about how he defense. was able to, to pull off the same freaking game plan he was last time. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I still think Darius Slay is good, even if, you know, my guy's coming at me on Twitter. Still I mean, think you Darius do Slay is good. defend him a lot, which is funny. I do. It's funny. I remember at, I, like for eight hours at um, McGurk's this past summer, I was like the only one up on that little stage being yeah. like, they should keep them. Um, so I just, again, I, as long as the offense is playing good, I'm going to feel good about them. People cannot like that. They can disagree with it. That's just how I feel. And I'm consistent with it. This isn't like some new take to like skirt off blame from the defense. It's just how I feel. I think the defense got out coached today. I don't think it was a personnel thing. Um, the offensive line, I mean, the defensive line, I guess, didn't get a ton of pressure, but also Washington clearly came in with the idea of just get rid of it super quickly. Later on, when they stopped doing that, they definitely got pressure on them. Um, Reed Blankenship and Kevin Byard playing their first snaps together. I, I just, 
I just don't really care that the defense struggled. I'm just can only be honest I'm with not, the look. I'm not super concerned about. It. Like I said, I yeah. think they just came off their best performance of the season in a big spot against a, a offense that was super hype coming in. And you know, I think they they kind of took this a little more lightly than they should probably. I will say, I want to shout out a couple people. First of all, my boy Nicobe Dean. That wasn't a yes. perfect one, but he definitely flashes. And he had that big play on Logan Thomas. He was definitely in on that that. Um, almost sat kind of forcing, did that force a turnover? No, I think, but regardless, um, you know, he looks, he looks quick out there and he looks, he looks better than I think the people who were expecting him to struggle, um, have, you know, I don't, uh, yeah, I would agree with you. I don't think he flashed me as much as you do, but again, I'm just being honest. Like my view of, of the field today. All right. No worries. Like, um, all right. I'll give two more quick ones. You don't even have to comment because you can come on the second one. The first one goes without comment. I mean, Hassan Reddick, the closer. Like, it's just whenever the game well, matters. I think that's mostly, a great nickname for him, too. It's so good, I'm right? I'm in on that, yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. Well, me, and look, he's he. It's he, credit to him. It's probably conditioning, and it's also that he is a speed guy, and as the game goes on, he can wear guys down and whatever it is. But he's been great in the run game, too. But um, just so much credit to him for, for keeping the motor going all game, yeah. all game and coming through when it matters most and converting. Like you always say, Elliot, like it's one thing to to pressure. It's another thing to either convert it into a sack or to impact the throw or to cause a fumble like he has so many times in the past. So um, he's been great. Um, and also, you know what? I know we've mentioned it here and there, but shout out to Fletcher Cox, man. Yeah, he has, He's been awesome. Like he has been... It is a renaissance season for him. I, he has not looked this good in years. He is hunting down plays. He is like, um, you know, chasing down screens, dare you say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been super impressed with Fletch. I do worry a little bit about like Jalen Carter at the back injury. Milton Williams yeah, left I the was game briefly. Jordan Davis has it. So like they are getting banged up on the defensive line. Um, obviously big game next week with uh, with Dallas coming up. So I, that would be a concern of mine. I think next week against Dallas, we'll get a better look at like where this defense is at. Um, if they give up, you know, like 30 plus points to Dallas, then I think you look at it and go, all right, like in a shootout, this offense really is going to have to score a ton of points. And maybe the defense isn't going to be able to hold these great offenses to low ta- totals. But again, they literally just held the Dolphins to 10 points. So I think that's important to point out. Um, so yeah, outside of them, the defense, like I, Eli Ricks, I thought made some plays. Um, yeah, I, I wrote down in my notes, Eli Ricks plays with some fire. Yeah, I'm does. in on Eli Ricks for Me sure. Me too, man. I really um, like him. Outside, I mean, you know, Reed Blankenship. Oh, I Sydney think- Brown too. Sydney, Sydney Brown. Brown. Yes, good yeah, point. Sydney Brown yeah. made some good plays. Um, they were clearly coming after Sydney Brown early. They felt they could and, go at him. He, he made some plays. He said, yeah, he did. Pop, yeah, yeah. It was He's good. really good against the oh, run. We, he we plays downhill. Quit- Go ahead. I'm sorry. It was my fault. No, I was just saying he plays downhill. Like, like Sydney, yeah. co- like when Sydney comes into the screen, like you can tell he is coming in. Like he comes in fast. Yeah. Speaking of coming in fast, Derek Barnett flies around like a psycho out there with no control. He's reckless. Like if the one almost got in a fight again today after a special like, team. He almost play. took someone's head off. Like I am so good on him. They should trade him and give those snaps. I'm with snaps. you. Yeah. I would take him though. Um, they should, like what you said, dude, they should cut any game while to protect themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, shout out to Julio Eagles TD. That's yes. like something I never expected to see. Great throw, like nice catch in the tight Does window. Does Quez make game. that catch? Um, yeah, no, I think Quez uh, <laughs> gets hit and crumbles and never plays again in that situation. Uh, that was a great one from, uh, from Julio. Um, and, uh, I have one other thing. 
Um, oh, obviously, uh, Swift should have gone down at the end. I tweeted. Yeah, moment. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, that was the game's over if he goes down. Like, that was dumb. That was. And oh, that's and on, that, let me ask you that, your that's opinion on, on that. him. And that's on the coaches, unless they told him and he didn't do it, which, you know, but they should reinforce that before that situation. Hey, if it comes up in this situation, you know, get the first down and slide immediately because the game is freaking over. But no big deal. Look, they won. What'd you, that, it didn't need to be that ending type part. Anyway, what do you think of the call there? Like the to run like the fake tush push. Oh, I hated it. I like what what are you doing in that situation? I don't think you need to like look, worst case, even if you don't get the first down, you kick a field goal and you know, you still have time you're to, up ten uh, at that you're point. You're up ten and you still need to just get an onside kick after that. So regardless, so, uh, I was a little ahead. surprised they burned that look. Like the tush push is one of the most talked about plays that's in the exact, NFL. Why, like, why would you play it there? Why would you use it there? Is my yeah, point. you it can was, see everybody but on the flip side. I will be interested to see now. I wonder if they think too many people are just jumping recklessly at Jalen. I wonder if this is going to keep people off him a little, like it's a trend Smart. buster in that way. So um, I think I'm fine with it. I was just surprised. Like that, to me, that feels like maybe it's because I have Super Bowl 2017 on my mind. That feels like a play they call in the Super Bowl. And like, everyone's like, here comes a tush push. Should it be in blah, blah, blah. And then they pitch it back and score. So I was just like surprised they ran it there. And that's fine. totally, totally agree. All right. Um, uh, uh, last things I had, uh, crowd was unbelievable. You could hear through the TV. Yeah, it was mostly like, fan. Got, got me so excited for Dallas. Let's yep. freaking go. Come with fans us. Of Philly. Um, I put one note at some point that like, I realized it during the game. And, uh, this is also a way for us to say, sorry to all the people who were really upset that we talked Phillies too much. Yeah, Don't yeah. worry. Ain't going to be any more of that. Don't worry. Right. But, uh, is the last time I'll bring it up, but in, in, in literally for half a second, I'll say, uh, with the Phillies, I have so many superstitions watching these games and grant the playoffs games, make it more extreme and stuff. But I mm-hmm. realized with this Eagles team, like last year during the run, uh, like even now, like every game, like usually for Eagles, you have superstitions because it's one a week and it's such a, they have no superstition with them. Like I don't yeah, do any weird, my weird, Oh, my email needs to be at this number. Or I need to make sure I do the dishes before the game. I don't need to do any of it. Like it just feels like they win regardless of me. So I just want to put start. that out there. Um, um, I just have one final thought on the game, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get to find. Oh, you have a okay. final game thought. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, because my last two things are are just a weird thought and a final thought. So go ahead. Britton Covey, man, talk about like a player that has juice. Like he, when he had that long run today, he looked like he shot out of a cannon. Like when he if gets he didn't going run into Nolan Smith, he would have yes. could have going. It felt like yeah. yes. So I, I think with special teams, they're either it feels like not talked about or only ripped. And I think like we just the special teams deserve a ton of credit. Britton Covey's been awesome. I'm I'm very impressed. I'm so with you. And we talked about that on our radio show. And if people didn't hear it, like you know, everyone was really loud ripping Michael Clay and ripping the special yeah. teams, and and deservedly so. It bit them in the biggest of spots. Credit so far this year, like so far so good. They've been really really good so far. Um, all right, weird thought, and then we'll do final thoughts. Um, I had a weird thought as I watched the opening kickoff and I thought through it throughout, like, why does it kick off out of bounds? Like, a, you know, out of the end zone, a touchback. It, why is it kind of a play? Like no time elapses. So I feel like it shouldn't count as an actual play in the game. Well, I think you need to register how the other team got the ball. You're talking about like on like the play by play sheet. Cause it doesn't yeah. really matter. Like it's just weird. It's just a weird thought. Yeah, that, I agree uh, is, with that. Is there any, there's no other play that counts. Like obviously there are penalties that have played. It didn't happen. And it counts in a way, I guess it's a similar thing, but like, it's just weird things that plays that happen where there's no clock time that goes off, but something. Yeah. Happens. It's 
Look, I'm always going to support an idea that pushes conventional, conventional, uh, I uh, got your back. Buddy. Uh, what is this? Um, um, all right. Final it. thought. Um, so it's funny. This is the first final thought. Okay. Here's my final thought. So I think cheesesteak egg rolls are like easily, if you want to call them an appetizer, like the best appetizer, like they're always delicious. They're banging. I love getting them. They're a good way to get a cheesesteak without eating a whole cheesesteak. I, for the first time in my life today had a bad cheesesteak egg roll. And ironically, it was at Washington Stadium where Joshua Harris is the owner. It is the uh, worst cheese. I didn't even know you could mess it up. Uh, like a loser. the food was not good. Loserness but, transfers over the food. Well, yeah. look, I don't think he's a loser, but you know what I mean, I'm saying. So anyway, I mean, um, so I'm sure he he does not. Also, another example today with the snow. I know it wasn't snowing in Denver, but like it's raining. I think it was raining in Pittsburgh. Don't do maybe it. don't like, do it. Don't the NFLPA should refuse to play in games where there's no, weather. I don't like. I just no it blows my here. mind. It blows All my right. mind. We talk about how no, good AJ is, and then we're willing no, to put him out in like the. No, yeah. no, no. All, All right. right, those are my final thoughts. Thank I have a baseball you. one too, but maybe I'll hold that. Yeah. Uh, final thought. Um, I have a final thought, and it is, uh, and I've been thinking this for a little bit, and I've done it myself too, and I'm guilty. I'm you know before everyone goes back and like finds the audio and whatever. I know I have, <laughs> um, but I like. Uh, the announcer in the game, I think it was Daryl Johnson. I'm like 99% sure. And uh, by the way, horrible, just super annoying the entire game. But um, he said a phrase like three or four times during the game that like, and look, you know, someone we love a lot says it. Um, but is it um, me? And no, and is known, you know, is not like completely like, but when we think of it, you probably think of this person pretty quickly okay. too. But like, like enough we gotta we gotta find another way to say this like it's just every freaking time like we're using the phrase flush it far too often far too often interesting like, this daryl johnson used it after like four different plays like god flush it get back out there he said like i'm like all right enough like enough and i know Jalen uses it and i get but like it's not every time a loss everything flush it move on like can we just say like all right you know, you got to put it in the past and move forward or whatever. Can we have some other cliches or some other ways of saying things or phrase? It's always flush it. I'm done. I promise you moving forward. Now that I've realized this, I will not use it. Okay. Go birds. All right. We'll hold you to that. That I love. And we care about real ones, auto downloaders, old thing. Like I am not using it and join me in this quest. Cause it's honestly, it's not like a, great phrase like flush no it's it not i agree it makes me think it's, of like it's let's graphic, be honest like, yeah. one two three it makes you think of shit in the toilet all right so like you know glad you figured that part out that. Yeah. so like <laughs> here we go thank you abolish flush it that's my final thing i'm look i can again much like i can respect your what wish to have the kickoff not count as a play i can respect that this just annoys you so i'm out on it too there you go i love you you are the best i'm out on it too you're such a good friend you really are a good you won't hear me say all right um we'll be back later in the week uh to look ahead it's freaking dallas week baby yes sir uh so in case you're wondering what i'm thinking dallas sucks there it is um all right we'll be back later in the week uh until then by the way seven and one baby go seven and one until then, he's Elliot James. All right. See you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Bye, guys. We appreciate you watching.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 